Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Joining us now on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. I could introduce him as a former Cleveland Indian. I could introduce him as a former Texas Ranger. I could introduce him as a former New York Yankee. I could also introduce him as a guy who did a fantasy football segment right here on 92.3 The Fan with somebody who's wearing a royal blue shirt right now, Andy. That'd be me. It's not me. Let me tell you that. He's former Indian designated hitter, Travis Hafner. Hello, Travis. Bronk. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. How are you, man? I am fantastic. It's good to hear you guys. And and you, uh, before we get to the to the meat of the matter here, how many fantasy leagues are you in and how's it going? Um, I'm in like four that that count and it's it's a rebuilding year. Um it's uh, it was kind of sad when you mentioned me playing fantasy and having my own show and just how bad I absolutely stink this year at it. I'm stunned. Are are you still yeah. doing a league with Frank Herman? your former Indians teammate who was also with us when we did that fantasy segment. Yeah, we've, we've, I don't think we've ever been in a league, but we talk fantasy. He's pretty sharp. Um, we have our, our league of like former Cleveland players. Um, so that's a lot of fun and a couple other leagues. So still, still love it. And it's fun to watch, but maybe, uh, maybe we got a second half surge coming here. And who else is in that league of former Indian players? Got a couple of names. Yeah, there's quite a few. There's uh, Michael Brantley, Josh Barfield, Ben Francisco, Joe Smith, Paul Bird. Um, I know I'm missing some, but um, it's a fun group. There's a there's a good amount of trash talking. I I can only imagine. Travis, should I be mad at CC for throwing out the first pitch at a Yankee Stadium? <laughs> should I be mad? At, I'm a little. I was a little perturbed. I'll be. Honest, I can't see you doing that. Would you ever do that against the Indians Guardians? Would you ever do that? Would you go well, back to Yankee what if, Stadium? What if, what if, how would you feel if he came to Cleveland and he threw out the first pitch in Cleveland for game three? Oh, as long as he, up? yeah, I'm totally down with that. I'd be good with that. I just, I was a little, I was like, it's hard for me. Cause I look at him and I think of him in the Indians uniform, no matter how much he played in New York, it doesn't bother me. I just, it was just like, I was like, man, I don't know about this. And then I was like, yeah. Travis would never do that. Even though he played there for a year. 
Would yeah, you? CC might have had a little bit better uh, run with the Yankees than I did. Um, but CC is such a good guy. Like, you know. I know. That's what kind of brought me back to reality. It brought me yeah. back to like, I was, I was okay with it. You know, I was like. Yeah, and, and, really and, great careers, both spots. And, and Travis, if they told me they were going to cut you a check for doing it, then I wouldn't have any problem at all. <laughs> I'd be like, if you're going to give the guy a couple grand to throw out the first pitch, then yeah, go for it. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Travis Hafner joining us. You played postseason baseball. You did it here. Uh, Midge game, by the way. You were involved in that one, weren't you, against the Yankees? Yeah. How'd yeah. that go? Uh, it was very interesting. Um, it, it's interesting, like, whenever the Indians are in the playoffs, that always comes up. Um, and, you know, it's just natural when we're playing the Yankees. But, you know, I, I think the Midges come, like, twice a year. So we were somewhat familiar with them and didn't seem like a – as big a deal to us as like, I think all the Yankee players were really, really surprised by it. And, you know, you could tell it was a big distraction for them. So it worked out. You had to kind of laugh though. Didn't you? I mean, if you're looking across the way, you're like, look at this man. I mean, when they came after Chamberlain, I was like, that was funny. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It was a pretty great moment yeah, in sports history. Yeah. Just, just the difference with Chamberlain and how, well, I think they put on maybe like the, the bug repellent, which made it worse, but yep. The difference between him and how distracted he was, and then like Fosto Carmona had bugs just or midges everywhere and just was locked in. Like, I remember, you know, just seeing it on TV after the game, just they're flying all around him and he's locked in, just can't break his concentration. It was pretty awesome. Fosto, Roberto Hernandez, doesn't Indians, matter. Guardians, it doesn't Either matter. Either way, he was locked in. That's true. He was. Dude didn't even know his name and he was locked in. <laughs> So what happens in the playoffs to pitching and hitting? And I say that based on, okay, here all season long, Guardians did a great job, Travis, of you know getting on base, putting the ball in play, hitting it hard, taking the extra base and everything else. Here in three playoff games, they've scored four runs in three games, all on home runs. Now, you know, if you were in the lineup, okay, because you, you were a home run hitter along with being a guy who could hit for average. But this team's not designed that way. What happens? Why why is it so difficult to hit in the playoffs? Is the pitching that good or what? Yeah, I mean, I, I think when you talk about the playoffs, you're looking at the best teams in the league and, like, they're one, two, three starters and top relievers. So that's pretty much all that you're going to be seeing. So, you know, obviously you're getting some of the very best pitching in, in the league. And I, I also think uh, the scouting and everything gets more intense. So, um you know, scouting reports might be two or three times as long. They're going to really dive in on hitters. They're going to find out everything. If you have a weakness, they're going to try to expose that. Um, so it it gets everything kind of gets more intense, and there's more research and analytics involved. And um, yeah, it just it just gets to be a little bit tougher. What what's it like to hit in New York during the playoffs? I mean, I know it's their different stadiums, but I, I just like it's gotta be cool. I, but during the playoffs, I mean, and then when you were there, did it take how long does it take to get used to being a hitter there? There's just something about like all the other ballparks, kind of maybe with the exception of maybe Fenway or or even Wrigley, might they you know they have a little bit of a different feel. But I, I don't know. I just always remember walking into that place, going, "This place just doesn't feel the same as other places." And I, they, I mean, you obviously got to play there, so I'm just curious, you know, from an outsider looking in, and then as an insider hitting there, how long does it take to get used to hitting there? Yeah, the uh, I, I played at the the old Yankee Stadium in the playoffs, and that yeah. stadium in particular really felt like the crowd was on top of you. Like the fall territory was pretty close, and you know it wasn't it wasn't very comfortable. 
Um, you know, and then obviously you got like the nice right field porch there, but um, they always had tremendous pitching and it was a pretty, you know, pretty crazy crowd. So uh, not, definitely not a, not an easy place to hit. Were you, after you were a Yankee, when, when you were hitting there as a Yankee, did you, like at what point does it take you to get comfortable hitting there? Does that make sense? Well, I, I mean, I would say that like, um, I would say that I was like comfortable hitting pretty much anywhere. I mean, the only thing that would really kind of, I guess, make me feel uncomfortable would be uh, just if it was like tough to see, oh, okay. you know, like for whatever reason, if the, the batter's eye wasn't great or, you know, if you had shadows or something, it was tough to see. That's kind of, that's kind of like the main thing that would, you know, get you out of rhythm of sorts. But uh, the new Yankee stadium, uh, they're the, it was, it was a much more like, it was a little bit of a different crowd. Uh, the yeah. seats are a little further back. So you don't have that same feel of, you know, the fans being on top of you. Was there a place you didn't like hitting at in particular, like that bothered you because of the batter's eye? Um, well, some of the places that I didn't really love, uh, it was mainly just because there was no place to go warm up. Like, I think every place now pretty much has like a cage and a place where you can go warm up. But, you know, there were some places that didn't have that. So you just kind of sat there on the bench or you go into like a, like a small clubhouse and you're trying to like get loose up there. Oh, but, Fenway. Yeah. 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 So um, every place now I think has their own cage. And uh, I mean, for, for me, that was kind of the main thing, just places that I could warm up to hit. Travis Hafner joining us, former Indians designated hitter, a guy who hit for power and for average. This team didn't hit for much power this year, Travis, but they put the ball in play, they hit it hard, and they did it with young guys. Is that the most impressive thing about this team to you this year? Because they seem to have arrived way ahead of schedule. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't know that a lot of people would have had them pick to win the division, so um you know, just to kind of see the way that a, the young team came together. Um, and I, I think at some point you would expect, uh, you know, their just lack of experience is going to hurt them or, you know, they're going to get off track somehow, but I'll give it to them. They played with energy. Um, you know, th there's a lot of things that they do really well. You know, obviously they got some very good starting pitching and a great bullpen. Um, one of the things that they do really well offensively is they put the ball in play, um, which, you know, Kind of doesn't seem like a big deal, but it is. Like, they're always putting pressure on the defense. They run the bases really well. So, you know, it's it's an exciting exciting brand of baseball. So, hopefully they can get it get it rolling here in game two and the rest of the series. I, it just seems like it's um, – are they, they're playing with house money, you know? And, and we've talked about it here. It was such a great season, so exciting, so much fun. And I, I don't – can you – can you walk into a playoff game with that kind of an attitude? I don't know if it's a fan's attitude as it is the player's attitude, but I mean, do you ever walk into a series or into a game where you're like, yeah, we're kind of playing with house money here, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I would, I would just say it's like all the pressures on New York and that can be a very good thing that you can, you know, you can be aggressive. Hopefully they can, you know, get guys on base and they can be aggressive hit and run stealing bases, taking first to third, and just putting pressure on them, and you know, if they if they're able to get out to a lead in in these games, then I think New York starts feeling the pressure a little bit, and you know, then that mindset um, of being just you know very aggressive can really pay off for them. So how do you bounce back here? You know, you've been sitting in New York, now you got to sit <clears throat> again, and then boom, it's coming at you fast. And if things go well, 
You're in New York Friday, Cleveland Saturday, Sunday. Maybe you have to go back to New York for a game five. I mean, that that's fast after a, a real slow start to the series now, Travis, because of, of the weather today. Any any impact there, or is, are guys used to playing every day? Um, I mean, I think you just you deal with the schedule that's in front of you. But if if I'm if I'm with Cleveland now, I look in Game Two. I got Bieber going, and I'm I feel really good about that. And then McKenzie Game Three. So I feel like my pitchers are going to keep me in the game, and you know we just got to come out and score a couple runs. But you know we've also played uh, two games you know, a few days ago against Tampa Bay. So I feel like we might be a little bit sharper offensively as well, where now New York has really only played one game in the last week or so. You still coaching kids? Yeah. So how's that going? It's great. I got a, I got a 13U team and then I help out with uh, my 10 year old team. And then we got a seven year old in little league as well. So it's great. Like I love it. You make them run to pull the pole. If they don't perform well enough during the game, the 10 year olds, especially right. You're like, I've had enough of that. We didn't, we, you know, you let an extra, you, we gave up an extra out in that inning. And so for that, you're going to have to run pole to pole for at least an hour, right? Yeah. Pole to pole is too easy. I just have them run, uh, I have them run laps. Oh, okay. I didn't... So. <laughs> What's the best part about being a youth coach? Uh, it, it's, it's just, it's so much fun. Like, um, you know, like I'm not, I'm not like, a drill sergeant coach. Like we have fun with the kids. We play home run derby. Um, and it, it's really fun. Like when we talk hitting or do some other concepts and you see the light go on and they're, you know, you can just see their confidence building. And um, it's a fun game. Like just in general, just kind of, you know, the camaraderie of being on a team. It's, it's great. All right. So how many parents come up to you afterwards and go, you know, I, I think you're doing a great job with the kids, but I got to talk to you about my kid's approach at the plate, and I don't think you're handling this right. Um, <laughs> I think I don't understand why you got my kid crowding the plate. Uh, have you had any of those conversations yet? I do, and I give them your email. Have you? Have you, uh, <laughs> you haven't heard from anybody, have you? No, you must be doing a good job. <laughs> I would be so intimidated if you were my kid's parent. I'd be like, what do you mean? Oh, my great job, Mr. Hafner. Whatever you need. Thank you. That guy's going to, he's going to punch me and I'm done. I'm never going to say it. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I've... You once told me you couldn't wait to coach your kids and you're going to have so much fun and your teams are going to be awful. I'm glad the fun is there. I can't imagine your teams are awful. Yeah. I, I know that you brought that up in the past. Too, uh, right? yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, well, it stuck been... with, it stuck with me. Yeah. Um, I think, I think maybe I was referring to, you know, like rotating kids around and, um, you know, just, I don't know what all that entailed, but we do have a lot of fun. Um, but the teams are pretty good. There so you go. I, I guess that's the best of both worlds. That's absolutely Maybe, the best. You know of what? Both I was worlds. probably trying to keep expectations low. <laughs> Shocker. So if I came on your show five years later and we were two and 35, I'll say, see, look how much fun we're having. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Who wins this series? Guardians. Can they pull it out? They got to win three of the next four. Yeah, it'll it'll be great to see what happens. Um, can they do it? Absolutely. Um, but you know, we'll see. It's it's really going to be a fascinating series. I thought, um, you know, these these next four games are going to get really really good. So um, I like our chances with Beaver and McKenzie these next couple games, and obviously these are really important games. So we'll see. Uh, New York's got Cortez, and he's obviously really tough on the mound and. Severino's been thrown well, so 
going to see a lot of good pitching in this series, and hopefully Cleveland can get uh, enough offense and get moving on the bases and make some things happen. Thank you for your time, sir. Thanks, Trevor. And the next time a kid complains to you, I want you to get right in his face and start yelling at him and go, you try getting traded from Texas to Cleveland after Jim Tomey was there. I want to see that video. I think that would go viral. I yeah. think that would be great. Yeah, and it'd be so you. <laughs> yeah, there, there definitely would be a video about that. <laughs> I'd watch it. Tell Amy we said hi, please. Thank you, buddy. All right. Thanks for having me uh, on, guys. Bye, Travis. Travis Hafner joining us on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 